episode of Who's Your Nerds podcast with your host, Chris Chris and Mikey and Tim, where Tim is not here right now. I'm not sure where he is. I haven't heard it from him since yesterday. Um, but Chris is back. He did not have COVID from a red-ass monkey. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, dang it. No, I got a flu from the uh, the otters. From the red-ass monkey. Oh, from from the otters? Yeah. I don't know. I was trying to figure out some of the manual I saw. <laughs> so no COVID red ass monkey, no. Like so good to have Chris back. <laughs> I'm still stuffed up, but you know, I'm not dying. I don't have the coof. COVID. So this week we sat and watched three of us. Mikey and the two Chris's watched the beloved 1978 American television classic, the Star Wars Holiday Special. Oh God! And thank God to Rift Tracks for helping us get through it, because I don't think we would have made it. We probably would have shut it off had we not had the Rift Tracks going. We, I would have walked out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was an easy like, uh, nah, not today, not ever, like, uh, like <laughs> yeah. Because nothing says Star Wars like Harvey Corman, B. Arthur, and Diane Carroll with a sprinkle of Jefferson Starship in there. Uh huh. You know, a good five minutes of Jefferson Starship. That was a really long. So, <laughs> where the, I read in uh, the, when they made it. So it came out in 1978. It was on TV. So, from what I understand, Lucas knew about it, and he gave them permission to use the characters because he wanted a Chewbacca story, essentially. And uh, the writers, which was Bruce Valanche, which they make Bruce Valanche joke, he was a writer. Um, he's like, how do we make a story about a bunch of people that just moan and groan and, you know, how, how, with, without any subtitles? There were no subtitles to that. So, yeah. um, sit there watching a bunch of uh, Wookies, and you're like, "Yeah, I totally understand what they're saying." It was it was the story of Chewbacca had to get home to Life Day, which is like Christmas. I'm assuming uh, he's out with Han Solo, and the Empire takes over, I guess, part of the planet Kashyyyk, and they kind of give Mala. <laughs> Mala and Lumpy a hard time, which is which is his family. Mala's Mrs. Chewbacca. Lumpy's his son. And I guess Itchy is the grumpy. Is he the father or the father-in-law? He's, uh, I think he's Chewbacca's grandpa. dad. Yeah, grandpa. Or, which yeah. Was a dis- that was the most disturbing thing I've ever seen. Golly. Oh, no, the most disturbing thing we ever saw was, you know, him touching himself. Yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Who was that singing? It's like a Golden Globe winner. Oh, oh no, that was Diane Carroll. Yeah. God. And did you know this was the first time they so they acknowledged James Earl Jones as the voice of Darth Vader, right? Yeah. That was the first time he was ever acknowledged as the voice of Darth Vader because he wasn't in the original credits of the Star Wars movie. I didn't know that. Yes. So, and it did say it said episode four and a half. So it was episode four. I remember it saying episode four. But, and you can't forget Art Carney as the traitor guy. 
You know? Oh yeah, you've totally art carnies it up. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, Itchy has the. That's because that's right. Diane Carroll, he's she's the fantasy that Itchy has. Yeah, it's and like he's... scanned his brain, and that's what he wants. <laughs> Oh, that's just that's like pedophile-ish almost Here even we go. though Critic- she's old but critical yeah. responses from this were uh, uh, AP writer Jerry Buck said it was called he called the boat program bubblegum to the brain Nathan Rabin of the AV club I'm not convinced <laughs> he, he says he's not convinced the special wasn't ultimately written and directed by a sentient bag of cocaine, <laughs> <laughs> which we we all thought that you know what kind of coked up, uh, you know. Well, you know yeah. they're paying all the actors in cocaine. Now, here's the thing. Shepard Smith. So Shepard Smith of Fox News, right? He referred to it as a '70s train wreck combining the worst of Star Wars with the utter with the utter worst of variety television. So, and it's got 27 percent approval rating on Rotten Tomatoes. I mean, the, on the 15 is, reviews with an average of 3.03 out of 10. I wouldn't even give it a 3. It, <laughs> it, it has almost nothing to do with Star Wars other than yeah. being set in the Star Wars universe. And well, they had the tie-in. They had like they sh- they would show the 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 scent this this the uh, the segments from the movie from the yeah. Movie. I mean, for like 20 minutes, we saw the the Millennium Falcon fighting uh, Tie Fighters. Yeah, the yeah. same the same shot like over and over. <laughs> like the just, like the only thing that tied it to Star Wars was like the characters. But that was about it. The other half was like music videos or trippy like green screen bands. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what about that circus at the beginning? We watched like an ep- we watched a show from Cirque du Soleil for well, about like the Cirque du Soleil special. Yeah, that was Lumpy. Lumpy was watching that, and he was very. Very excited about watching. I don't remember being that excited about something like that when I was a kid in 1978. And I was a kid in 1978. God. But, you know, one thing it did give us was the first uh, ever sighting of Boba Fett. They, they're, apparently that, yes, that is... Um, the, infi- the entire Fett cartoon appeared as an Easter egg on the 2011 Star Wars Complete Saga Blu-ray set. Makes the only portion of the special to be officially released in any home video format. So, it is out there. Just the cartoon. Because it's the only thing that had to do with Star Wars, essentially. And honestly, the cartoon was the best part. Yes. Because it showed Boba Fett as he was, he was a friend. Remember? Hey, friend. Oh, no. And- he wasn't a friend. But. Well, that's what he played off as was a friend, yeah. but he was really working with Darth Vader. Um, but the cartoon had its problems, also. I mean, oh. with, with Han Solo's long face, it was like <laughs> it was All like twice as yeah, it was like chin. twice as long. Yeah, geez. So here's yeah. the great part. So it, I never noticed this before. I was watching Weird Al Yankovic videos last night. I don't know why, and I was watching the White and Nerdy video, right? Yeah, and he goes up to this guy and he slips him money, like in the back of an alley, like it's a drug deal, and it's a VHS copy of the Star Wars Holiday Special. Uh, swear to God, <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Holy cow! 
I, I was like, I, I never caught that before. And I was like, oh my God, that is freaking amazing. But uh, most people haven't seen it. Like, even like the cast hasn't seen it. Like, and they're lucky. <laughs> the people who are <laughs> like, uh, they said Mark Hamill's never said he's never seen it. Um, uh, I mean, Carrie, really Fisher, had, like, Carrie Fisher said she wanted a copy so she could break it out at parties when she wanted everybody to go home. Uh, <laughs> and Kenny Baker is not R two D two in the movie was just a robot. It, I mean, it was just a it, he was not R two. Uh, Kenny Baker wasn't in the movie. It's funny because like the like I guess the first half I was kind of watching it, pay attention to it, but then I'm just that other half I'm just like, okay, just. End it now, please. And can we Just talk about the commercials? Because okay, so the copy we have has commercials. It's from Baltimore, actually. The 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 whoever videotaped it that Rift Tracks got a hold of hold of the copy was from Baltimore area. So there were some movie trailers in there. But what was with the there was like pantyhose commercials like throughout the whole TV show. I wonder what time it aired. It, it was on eight o'clock. It was eight to ten. It was prime time. Yeah. I wonder if they sold ad slots to that movie or that special like it was the Super Bowl. <laughs> I don't know if they did stuff like that back then, but I, I would love to see what the, the ratings were for the for the show. Because they never did another one and they scrubbed it from existence. They essentially have they have essentially scrubbed it from existence, yes. Harrison Ford made an he Harrison Ford said in 2006 he had never seen it. Um, Anthony Daniels mentioned it as the horrible holiday special nobody talks about. <laughs> he just referred to it. He referred to the special as a turd in his autobiography. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, Mark Hamill has ne- admitted to not seeing the whole thing. So. The official Star Wars site states the special delivered mixed results and states that its highlight was the Boba Fett animated segment. The official site also says when referring to the fan interest in seeing the Wookiees on screen, the 78 holiday special didn't cut it. But they do call the Boba Fett uh, segment, animated segment, a cult classic. That was the only part I really paid attention. The rest of it, I was was kind of just scrolling memes on my phone. Listening. (laughs) Because <laughs> I, was, I was like, I'm not high enough to watch this. I need to get as you would high have to be, as they were to to watch it. Yeah, I would definitely have to be under the influence to and somehow somehow enjoy that. But um, it was I I would say Rift Tracks did a good, really good job. I mean, it was my first time watching a Rift Tracks. <laughs> So I mean, some of the references I I didn't get, but they, I think they did a good job, make it somewhat entertaining. But it was it's really hard to do that for that that movie. Now think about it; they have to watch that to yeah. to write the jokes in. Which I mean, I know they watched some pretty bad. Stuff. That's one of the worst things I've ever. I never realized how horrible. That show was that that holiday because it had nothing to do with the holiday other than I, mean, I guess it was Life Day, but yeah. it it didn't it, it never pieced together. There was nothing yeah. that they never did anything like holiday until the end when Chewbacca <laughs> showed up and they you know walked around and 
colt robes around a tree. The, the, the stormtrooper. <laughs> the stormtrooper. He obviously couldn't see out of his mask. <laughs> they were searching. They were searching uh, Chewbacca's house for things, right? And he's just kind of feeling along the shelves because I don't think he could see anything. <laughs> and they obviously didn't show them how to hold the gun because they were like holding it on the side, like a. <laughs> you know, like the little like magazine that sticks out the side. They're holding onto that as like a grip instead of uh, on the bottom. <laughs> but it is on YouTube. You can watch it. It's an hour and thirty-seven minutes long. Uh, it's without the riff tracks, of course. But um, I, yeah, I'd like to ask like the riff tracks if, if I ever got the chance to see like what's their worst movie they've ever done. Because I'm sure this one would probably be up there if it's not the worst one. I would think. I don't know how hard. I mean. So I know I bet you a lot of this stuff. I know the jokes write themselves. Yeah, but I I don't. Um, I had I re, I got to see. Not, they were they're not riff tracks, but they're called the Mads, and they were the Mad Scientists. It's all the same people from. They're all from Mystery Science Theater three thousand. Yeah, and I asked them what was the easiest movie to write about, and they always said it was the shorts, which you know those. It's like those films in school, you know, safety films in school. Yeah. About farming and stuff like they said the shorts were really easy to write for some reason. So um, I don't know how you could. I mean, there's just some I can't imagine. It would take days to get through this because it's that horrible. Of and they said that Lucas was so busy trying to get his production company started up that he wasn't even paying attention to what was going on over at CBS. He just like. <laughs> Yeah, you can use the characters. And that's all he had in on it. Which we looked for his name in the credits and, and they weren't there, so not even as like a producer. No. It's just the he, he gave them permission to use the which I don't if that movie if that was made today, that would probably destroy Star Wars as we know it. <laughs> I wonder I tried to watch the uh the Lego holiday special that's on Disney Plus, and I couldn't even get through that. Is it like this? No, I think it's more, it's got that Christmas feel. Uh, it does, I actually, I think it's a Life Day thing, too. Well, Life Day is canon now. Yeah. But they mentioned yeah, Life I, Day I in The Mandalorian. Because, Jake, because they add their, they, they, they talk about whether it is actually, if, if, the holiday special is canon. I hope uh, it's not. It's time to go home, friends. <laughs> See, was that a was that a suicide reference? Maybe. <laughs> I don't know, but I was the Golden Girls were in the show. No, B. Arthur, but not the Golden Girls. Just she was a bartender on Moss on Moss Eisley, right? Yeah. At she was. Campina. She owns the bar that the uh, that Luke and Obi Wan go to. <laughs> Imagine that is owned by B. Arthur. Who knew? I mean, right. But, I mean, they had the the whole cantina band there, and they were, they played the song on Luke. <laughs> they played a slow version of the song. <laughs> they and they had a lot of the characters from the movie in the cantina at the same time, including uh, Volcano Head. Volcano Head, which was oh. Harvey Kirkman, again, in his comedy. Um, he was he it. like 
He played Son Dan on. Oh wait, no, he was a trader named Son Dan on Kashyyyk. Oh no, wait, 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 wait. That's Art Carney. My bad. I was trying to look for what Harvey Corman characters was. Was he, he was like, Chef Armanda? Was he like the god tier like comedian back in the day? Is that why they had him so much? Harvey Corman was well. He's obviously he was in Blazing Saddles. Yeah, he was, and um, he was in High Anxiety. He was in with Mel Brooks. He had probably just he just come off of uh, the Carol Burnett show, which was a huge hit. Even in that show, is still funny now. Harvey Corman was hysterical, and I remember um, Artie Lang. He's a comedian. He used to be on the Howard Stern show, and he was talking about this when Harvey Corman had passed away. He was like. I mean, he just Harvey Corman was just being Harvey Corman. He's like, he he got to meet Harvey Corman one time. He was just out and about, and he's like, "Oh my God, you're Harvey Corman!" And Harvey Corman's like, "No shit, yeah, I'm Harvey Corman." So he was, yeah, he was a comedic god. Harvey Corman was him and Tim Conway were epic. Um, his role in Blazing Saddles is legendary. So obviously, yeah, why wouldn't you want to go with Harvey Corman as a as a comedy relief? But Obviously, he had no input <laughs> into the special. <laughs> so, I guess it's just whatever he had to work with. But it was the 70s, so I guess you didn't question stuff. And sketch comedy in the 70s, a lot of that was that cheesy back then, you know? Oh, gosh. There were a lot of variety specials. Every, I mean, there were tons of variety specials. Everybody had variety specials. Barry Manilow, John Denver, Glenn Campbell. Uh, they all had variety shows, uh, which were popular, in the late variety shows in the late sixties and early seventies were extremely popular. You had laugh in, um, they were weekly shows. You had Sonny and Cher, you had Donnie and Marie, you had even the Brady bunch, the Brady bunch even had a variety show. So Carol Burnett was a variety show. So you had all these kind of, it's kind of like variety shows then are like the reality competition shows now where it was just, they flooded the networks with them. Uh, John Denver, you know, John Denver had a variety show. Glenn Campbell, Good Time Hour. Um, you had all of these big name people with their own television shows, and they would have singers come out and do sketches that were pretty cheesy. But the only ones that hold up comedy wise really are probably Carol Burnett show. A lot of that stuff is still very funny. But <sighs> that just was uh, the big. I, I really do believe, though, had Star Wars. If in, in this day and age, had this special come out today, after Star Wars being such a big hit, it would have just killed the. It would have killed the it. franchise. Would would have never existed. It would have never. It would have never. Yeah, I, I think it would have killed the franchise. I really believe that. So, um, check it out or not. Do do the Rift Tracks version if you gotta watch it. Get some beer. <laughs> watch the Rift Tracks version. It, it'll be better. I gotta say, like, yeah, without the riff track special, all you're gonna hear is freaking the Wookiee go make their sounds. I like. I feel like without the riff track version, that's all you're gonna hear. It's just flumpy Chewbacca. Rawr, rawr, rawr. Yeah, you're just gonna hear him go. And, and you're gonna And you get to see commercials from. I would rather watch the commercials from 1978. We had talked about that <laughs> while we were watching it. The commercials were more interesting to the television show. Um. Definitely look up Itchy. He is worth at least the gander because he's the worst. <laughs> I hope they burn that costume after after they uh, 
show I that. Could, I could smell that costume through the TV. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> you know, that's how bad it was. That's like, you know, the abandoned house that has like a bear rug. That's like the what it would look like if you decided to put the bear rug after, on after like a 50 year abandoned house. You go into it. And it dripped water on that bear rug. Smelly, <laughs> <laughs> sweaty, gross, humid smell, you know. And somehow developed a massive underbite. <laughs> <laughs> Huge underbite. That was a disturbing underbite. You could fit the Death Star in the underbite. (laughs) (laughs) My favorite part, of course, my favorite part of the commercials was seeing the commercial for Tobor, which was a toy robot, a remote control robot, which I got for Christmas. I bet you I got it for Christmas in 1978. I bet you I did. So I was, what, six? So I had a Tobor, which is robot spelled backwards. And it worked for like six months till the little rubber belt broke and it never worked again. So, wow. But it was still a pretty cool toy. I enjoyed Tobor quite a bit. But even the cart, I mean, that was like a serious, like it wasn't, ooh, this is fun. You can pick this thing up. Like it was like serious. Get Tobor. Robot spelled backwards. I mean, even the, even, even the, even the toy, even the, the toy commercials were serious. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta get serious to sell serious toys. Maybe they were just aiming it at. Maybe I can't imagine step till. I mean, we didn't change. We didn't have daylight savings time back then, here in Indiana. So I don't know if I might have. That show probably would have shown from seven to nine here, instead of eight to ten because we were central, right? So. If my parents, if it did show from 8 to 10, and my parents did let me stay up till 10 o'clock to watch that hunk of crap, unless it was a Friday night. It might have been a Friday night. They very well could have put that on a Friday night, which makes sense. Um, let's see. Let me, let, let's see what day. What, when was it? Let's see when it was released. And then we'll, uh, it aired. Come on, tell me when it aired. November 17, 1978. So we can go back on the calendar um, in on on my iPhone, and see when that day was. So November seventeenth, nineteen seventy eight. I bet you it was a Friday. I hope to God it was a Friday. So here we go, November. Uh, yeah, it was a Friday night. There you go. Seventeenth. Yeah. November seventeenth, nineteen seventy eight was a Friday. So if I did stay up till ten o'clock, they still shouldn't have let me do that. <sighs> yeah but we only had with cable you had 11 channels back then so you would have sat and watched this train wreck you wouldn't have turned Uh, the channel you wouldn't have went and played because you wanted anything star wars back then anything you would have accepted this hunk of crap um just because that's it was just because it was star wars and then we probably talked about it in on in school on Monday, yeah. how awesome it was! You know, <laughs> yeah, I'd like to. I'd like to talk to anybody right now and see, like, what they th- like, if they liked it, why. Well, and, and and I mean, it was we forgot about it for deck for for years. What when did they said they riffed it in two thousand seven? Yeah, and I can remember finding out probably in two thousand ten or eleven about the Rift Tracks version of the holiday special. 
and finding it online to watch. So we had we had never mentioned it. I mean, even as kids growing up or as teenagers or, you know, when you're in your 20s and broke and have no money and you sit around and watch Star Wars all the time, we never mentioned this holiday special. That's how buried it was. Shoot, I forgot about it after we watched it until we had I, to talk about I, it right now. It's like, I, I think it to was, forget about it. <laughs> yeah. I think it was that it's it was either that bad or they just they never it was never brought up again. Yeah. So. All right, let's let's move on. I'm tired. I'm done with the Star Wars yeah. special. But we are going to stay with Star Wars until next year. Until next year. <laughs> but what about that Man- Mandalorian season finale on Friday? Was it was awesome? It was very very awesome. Epic. Very epic. It took me. It's like Rogue One epic. That's the way I feel. Okay. That's it. It was just epic. No one wants to talk. Um, no, that's, a, that's it. <laughs> I, I got some notes, but go for it. Oh no, go ahead. If you got notes, go right ahead. Um, I, I lost my notes, unfortunately. So. I accidentally tossed them when I was cleaning my desk. Um. I like how we got to see kind of, I guess it happened the whole season. You could definitely tell, like, compared to the first season, I mean, Mando was just trying to, like, get, like drop the child off. Like, he doesn't want the responsibility. But then, I, like, as, as this season went on, you could definitely tell, like, he's he liked them more. They developed a relationship. And uh, you could just definitely see that uh, I don't know father figure coming out yeah like I guess yeah he definitely like like, really liked the child and wanted to be a part of his life I guess but um, he knew he knows that uh, in order for I guess uh, everything to be right in the world the universe um, it was time for him to learn how to use the force and separate. So does that mean we can go back to bounty hunting? No, I think I think the show's going to move into him and Bo-Katan trying to take back Mandalore. Uh, Which true. I have an issue with the whole Darksaber thing. <laughs> well, I was waiting for you to bring that up. because In so- Rebels. She was given the sword by, uh, oh crap, what was her name? One of the characters in Rebels gave her the sword. And it's like, here, it belongs to you, and she took it. And so now in Mandalorian, she can't just take it. She has to be, like, win it in battle. In battle, yes. It doesn't make any sense. And the guy, the the same guy made both shows. (laughs) Oh, what? Yeah. I mean, wait, 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 what? Dave Filoni... Yeah. Made Rebels, oh, or I you... produced and wrote, wrote some of the Rebels, and he produced and wrote Mandalorian. So you'd I think you... you'd have his, you know. Some he forgot, whoops. I mean, that's okay, it's whatever, but it's... It's not okay. It's, it yeah, breaks, okay. Every, it breaks yeah. all of your rules, Chris. As... It does, because... <laughs> I wonder how they're gonna fix that because <laughs> they they're gonna have to fix it because they're getting flamed on the, on Twitter for it. At least that I saw. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's not filmed yet, so I mean, they could they maybe 
are going to go a different direction, but they just haven't revealed it. Mm-hmm. I, but it, it, they they made it seem like it, though. They made it seem like they have to fight for the Darksaber. Um, also, who gave Star Wars the right to have such a freaking fire soundtrack for the Dark Troopers? <laughs> oh, yeah. So well, cool. Because the, the freaking uh, sound for the Dark Troopers was like, had a, such a great beat. Until, you know, Luke Skywalker came up and just shredded them all. Yeah. I mean, it made it sound like so intimidating. And they looked intimidating. The well, way I mean, even it, Darth so. Vader's had that. You know, he's had this his own soundtrack. Forever. Well, every character yeah. pretty much has their own song. Right. But I think that's where it starts is the whole, is you know, Darth Vader's is the menacing. Yeah. Um, also. Come from. Um, I'm remembering my notes as I wrote them. And Mikey, I think you brought this up or Chris brought this up that when the Mandalorian was getting his face pounded by the, uh, the one dark trooper, <laughs> was that a Easter egg for when, uh, Pedro Pascal got his face crushed by the mountain? Yeah, that's what we were talking Rome. about. Yeah, yeah. The mountain. I think it was. <laughs> also, I think it's like, it's like anything that he's in now, he has to have a spear and he has to have his face crushed. But he needs yeah. to wear a helmet, obviously, because he, yeah. <laughs> he would have his face crushed without the helmet. So, wait, wait, what did what did he say? Would oh man, it was pretty uh, similar. Like when he's talking to the mountain, he's like, "You you took my uh, was it her sister? Her sister, raped, yeah. And you raped, raped her. her. You killed yeah. her. So I guess like they took his." His child, and mm-hmm. maybe took his blood and whatnot. So he's trying to go after that. It was, uh, yes, I don't know. I, I, I see where at, you're going with yeah. that. So, okay. it's 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 a very thin line. I'm trying to connect there, but he tried. Yeah. Um. Okay, my one issue with the episode was aside how... from, aside from the dark sword. What do you mean? Oh, but yeah. So I've, okay. <laughs> my second issue okay, <laughs> was how how bad the CGI was for Luke's face. Yeah, that deep fake. I wrote that down too. That deep fake Mark Hamill. Yeah, that's uh It looked the, younger than he was in A New Hope. Yeah. Well, that's supposed to be after Jedi. Um. Well, he didn't. Have the, yeah, the scars weren't there. It looked like. He looked like he, holiday special Mark Hamill. He so. didn't blink, I think, when we <laughs> saw his face. Um, if you actually paid attention, since I've seen the episode twice now, if you pay attention, the lips don't sync with his voice. Oh, I'm sure. And that really just threw me off. Which I'm sure that's got to be hard, but I mean, they, they mastered it in Rogue One, obviously. They did it in Rogue One. They did it in... They did it with Carrie Fisher and uh, Luke in, uh, was it Last Jedi or was it Rise of Skywalker when he was training Leia on, uh... Right, and they did it with, yeah, and with Grand Moff Tarkin, too. In, yeah. In one. And they definitely had the funding for this show, so why didn't they throw a little bit more money at Luke's face? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like a stripper. <laughs> I don't know. I know what you're saying, though. I, I, guess. I loved it, though. I, I still loved it. I, I can't get past how awesome it was. But 
they could have done better. Right, right. I kind of wish. Oh well, what? Go, go on ahead. if you're going to talk about. Are you still going to talk about his face? Because I'm going to change the subject a little. Bit. I was, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I guess my only problem was, uh, like when he. I guess it was past couple episodes when he's trying to like uh, when Mando's trying to like recruit help. I would like. All he had to do was they took the child. Uh, like all he had to say was they they took the child, and they're like, okay, we'll help. Like like say no more. Yeah, it's, like I wish there was something more to it. Like that just seemed like too easy. But they always like, oh, but if I help you, give me this. So I guess it's all right. But still, um, I was gonna say. I mean, it makes sense for a couple of the characters, but not for, like, Bo-Katan. She wasn't invested in Grogu at yeah. all. Uh, yeah. Um, but I like at the beginning how they tied in uh, the the Death Star guy, the pilot of the uh, the shuttle who was on the Death Star, with uh, What's-Her-Face, um, Cara Dune, or whatever her character's name is. Mm-hmm. Because she has the tear, which symbolizes... Uh, Alderaan survivors. Well, yeah, so does... uh, Yeah. uh, True. Yeah, that was a good... uh, Reference. And he's sitting there, like, provoking her, and she's just like, bam, right to the face. Kills him. (laughs) And can I say... Okay, so I think, not on this podcast, but on the last podcast, I made fun of Endgame. For them, you know, the, the forced all the wi- all the women scene that you know they just showed up out of nowhere. Uh, um, but can I just say all the female leads in this show are awesome? Oh yeah, that whole scene when all those girls are just plowing through the stormtroopers. Oh, awesome! Yeah, I'm. I've got to say that uh, Cara Dune is my new favorite of uh, character actress. How many? I oh, I want to be just... I want to be an extra in the Mandalorian just so she can beat me up. <laughs> I'm sure you're not the only one. And I would Gina Carano is her is her name. Gina Carano, yeah, Gina Carano, yes. How would you choose your death versus Cara Dune? Uh, I would let her squeeze me. <laughs> Just, I can't just squeeze me to death. I don't, you know, I don't want to sound pervy, but she could, just, you know, she could crush my face. She could um, hug you really hard. Just bear hug me and you know break me. Yeah, anything like that. Turn me into a pretzel. Yeah. Throw me against the wall. I don't. You know, it doesn't matter. As and I would do my killing. own stunts as well. <laughs> <laughs> Just like she does. Can we talk about the the ending? Because kind of, I don't know if that was revealed in like uh, any of the like books or the TV shows with uh, Boba Fett. Oh no, this is that's all new. Okay, yeah. Boba Fett was supposed to be dead until the show brought him back officially. I see. But the book I, of Boba Fett looks awesome. Yeah, you know I'm surprised like Boba Fett helped out so much. Like I guess in the I guess in the movies he seemed like just like a 
I guess he seemed like a bounty hunter. Like he'd just do whatever he wanted for money or whatnot. And all they had to do was give him his armor. And he's like, all right, I'm yours through thick and thin. I mean, to help this child. But I guess well, he, he had his own said... motives. Yeah, he kind of had his own motives there. You find out at the end. What did he say? He was like, um, I said I'd keep him, you know, the, the child will be safe in your arms, and he's not safe yeah. in your arms. What What do you think uh, Boba Fett's reaction was when he saw Luke Skywalker's X-Wing show up? Like, oh shit, I better hide. Well, did no, he wasn't even it close. Was Luke no, Skywalker. he wasn't even close. Remember, he, he took this. Sure, he, he, he jumped yeah, he away. Was, yeah. Was it was Finnick still with them though? Yeah, Finnick was still with uh everybody else though, so Yeah. Huh. I wonder where Boba went though. Probably just cruising. Probably just cruising around waiting to be called back. Yeah. In this new shiny outfit. <laughs> I do like how it's cleaned up and looks, you know, sweet. I did notice though, I go back I wanna go back to the holiday special. For one second. Oh God! <laughs> no, 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 no! I noticed in the cartoon the dent in Boba Fett's helmet that you can yeah. still see it. It, it. They it was drawn in that cartoon. Yeah, they have yet to explain what the dent's from. But they have yet to explain what the dent is. Yeah, that's what I was getting ready to say. Because he definitely but, gets it. Because Django doesn't have the dent. Right. But I did. I did. I did notice that. That was one thing I noticed about. That it's still there between watching that and the holiday special. There's a dent in his head. <laughs> Let's Google it. I Googled it. Did you just uh, Google dent in yeah. Boba Fett's head? Yeah. <laughs> I don't uh, think it's going to show up. Yeah, something did show up, but I'm going to have to read. Oh. Well, have fun with that. So... Shall we move on while he's reading? He can come back. I mean, we can. I mean, what? Um, we're Anything forty minutes to... into the episode, almost. Should we do the be- talk about Christmas movies, or do you just want to go on your rant? We can. I mean, you can talk about what what is a well. We can talk about. We'll just ask. You know, what defines a Christmas movie? And there's the lifelong debate forever in the day over whether Die Hard is considered a Christmas movie or not. Just because it's during Christmas, but there are move. There are Christmas references. You know, he is flying out on Christmas Eve to spend time with his family on yeah. for Christmas. His wife is at a Christmas party. Um, when he shows up at Nakatomi Plaza, right? Mm-hmm. So he joins the Christmas party there. Uh, there's Christmas references all the way through the film. Um, now I have a machine gun. Ho ho ho. Um, oh, no. <laughs> Theo says Theo says that it's going to take a miracle to break the time lock, or the lo- you know the the final the final lock on the on the uh, safe. And Hans Gruber says, "Theo, it's Christmas. It's a time of miracles. So be of good cheer." So you've got that. Um, you you've got all kinds of Christmas references throughout the whole film, and um, even at the end, Argyle says. If this is how they spend Christmas, I've got to see how they spend New Year's or something like that. So I have always argued the fact that 
Die Hard is a Christmas film forever in a day. It is. I watch it every. In fact, I just went to see it a couple of weeks ago at the movies because it's a Christmas movie. <laughs> but I was watching. I I watch. I you know try to stay all Christmas spirity. I watch Christmas movies. You know from Elf and Christmas Vacation, of course, and and Santa Claus uh, with Tim Allen. Santa Claus with Tim Allen, and then I watched Home Alone, which you know is kind of lumped in as a Christmas movie. And the more I watched it, the more I realized Home Alone is not a Christmas movie. It, much like I, I'll take the argument, I'll take the argument just for this once. And I, to me, Home Alone is a Christmas movie. But I'm going to take the the devil be the devil's advocate, and I'm going to stand on the side of the on the people who say that Die Hard is not a Christmas movie; it is just an action movie that takes part at Christmas time. You could say the same thing for Home Alone because it is a movie that only takes place at Christmas time. It is not a Christmas movie. Because the the premise of the movie is the family goes on vacation. Do it be yes, it is a Christmas time, but they go on vacation and leave poor little Kevin behind, and Kevin's house can get robbed by these home invaders. That could happen any time of year. Am I right or am I wrong? You're right. Yeah. So is. Home Alone, a Christmas movie. I you can I could honestly say it is not a Christmas movie. It just happens to be a comedy uh, film during that just ha- happens to take place during Christmas time. Because by the and it's much like Die Hard. All of Die Hard takes place on Christmas Eve. The only part of Home Alone that takes place on Christmas is the last five minutes of the movie. True. The rest of it's like a few days before. Because... Yeah, it's like yeah. So. Um, I say I'm going to say it now. Home Alone is not a Christmas movie. It is merely a movie that takes place at Christmas time, much like Batman Returns, much like uh, the first Lethal Weapon movie. They only take place at Christmas time. They are not Christmas movies. Anybody want to argue with me? Come at me, bro. I'm ready. I okay. So you said Die Hard is a Christmas movie. I my my argument had lifelong argument has been that Die Hard is a Christmas movie. I mean, with your with your uh, I guess with your thoughts on Home Alone not being a Christmas movie, that's my same thoughts with Die Hard. I get. I mean, you convinced me Home Alone's not a Christmas movie. Exactly. But I would. I would also say Die Hard's not a Christmas movie for the same fact that Home Alone's not a Christmas movie. Well, that's the argument of the of the Die Hard is not a Christmas movie argument. Yeah, it's it's an action movie, whatnot, that just happens to take place during at Christmas. Christmas time, right? And that is that is there that is that is the long standing argument of that is the long standing argument of people is it is an action movie that takes place at Christmas time. But for all you Home Alone is a Christmas movie people out there, I can say the same thing about Home Alone. Um. So. I got a question for you guys. What is okay? What is your f- favorite holiday or holiday movie, Christmas movie? Well, um, I <coughs> not counting uh, um, Die Hard because that would usually be my number one. Um, I'm gonna go the Santa Claus with Tim Allen. Now I'm going Christmas Vacation. Christmas Vacation is number two for me. I would put the night before number two. 
What about you, Mikey? I like The Grinch. The Grinch is good. Which one? The animated Jim or Carrey, the, 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 Jim TV car- okay. the, the TV cartoon? Jim the TV cartoon? The Jim Carrey Jim movie. Jim Carrey. <laughs> that is like Jim Carrey's like best role, almost in my opinion. Too. I mean, I like I like the the original animated one. Uh, not the most recent one by DreamWorks or whatnot, but that one sucked. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Yes. Um, you guys, the <laughs> audience, you comment and pl- or tweet us or whatever, and let us know what your favorites are. And if you agree with Chris that you know Home Alone's not a Christmas movie, or you agree with us that Die Hard is a Christmas movie, but I'm pretty sure everyone agrees that Die Hard's a Christmas movie. They better. I, I or... mean, I I like Elf, <laughs> I like to add Elf in there, but that's that's just over. That's just overplayed. It's, it's overplayed. It's over talked yeah. about. It's like it's well, it's I everywhere. Picked, I picked the Christmas vacation because that was always. I mean, as a guy, I it twice this year. What Christmas vacation? Yeah, that's what you want for Christmas. You want your family together. You want your house decked out, and you know, millions of Christmas lights. Yeah. You know, everybody wants to be Clark Griswold, and they everybody gets screwed over. Like Clark Griswold does in that movie, and that's just that's the essence of Christmas to me. That's a Christmas family movie. I mean, you know, that's that's everything Christmas to me. But I've I've really grabbed onto the night before uh, with uh, uh, what's his name? Yeah, Joseph Gordon-Levitt and uh, Seth Rogen and Anthony Mackie. It is freaking hilarious. It's. it's not. It's very inappropriate, but you know I don't care about inappropriateness. <laughs> I love that movie because it's all about a guy. He's alone for Christmas. His parents have been killed in a car accident, and his buddies just try and cheer him up. They take him out every Christmas Eve, and wacky hijinks ensue. You know, but uh, that's got to be up. Like you said, I love Elf. I do, but yeah, I just think it is a bit overplayed. Uh, one of the most underrated, I think, of Christmas movies is Daddy's Home 2 with Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg. Oh, oh I forgot about that I, I think I've only seen it first. <clears throat> that movie is hysterical. It is so funny. Mel Gibson and uh, um, <laughs> Mel Gibson plays Mark Wahlberg's dad and uh, John Lithgow plays <laughs> John Lithgow plays Will Ferrell's dad and he's just as kooky and effeminate as Will Ferrell is and it's it's a perfect I mean they sell those roles so well John Lithgow is so funny and John Lithgow is not known as a he's really not I mean he was on Third Rock from the Sun but as far as his comedic he's more of a serious actor um, you know almost like a, an actor that does more plays and stuff on Broadway but he says when uh when he meets people in the streets, they quote Third Rock from the Sun quite a bit for him. So he's a very versatile actor. Let's put it that way. Let's put it that way. So, um, but Daddy's Home Two, check it out. It is one of the funniest. I, I've been watching Christmas movies all season. I've saved uh, the night before, and Daddy's Home Two is my last two Christmas movies to watch. So um, check them out. But that's just, I'll, I'll put that. In is number three behind Christmas Vacation and uh, uh, before. And of course, you have the Mr. Hanky Christmas special. You can't go wrong with that. Or the or the uh, 
or the woodland was the woodland animal Christmas. Hail Satan! <laughs> Blood orgy. <laughs> All right. Anyone have anything else for you know movies and TV? Let's not forget uh, Jingle All the Way. It's That's turbo time. Yeah. Yes. Jingle All the Way is a great Christmas. Sinbad's so good in that. Like, he played a great role. I love <laughs> and it's so fun much. to watch Arnold get his ass kicked through the whole movie. <laughs> instead of uh, him doing it, you know? I, I, I think everybody can relate to be like, oh, I gotta go get this gift, this one gift. Like, I'm not a, I'm not a father yet, but still, it's just like you know, trying to get that perfect gift and can't you haven't lived it, until it, you've hit every store in the yeah. 60 mile radius looking for a toy. Yeah. Good thing I got Amazon. <laughs> see, that ruins it. <laughs> he, see, that's what ruins that Jingle all the way couldn't, Jingle all the way couldn't be made now. Because <laughs> be like, I'll just go to Amazon and have it overnighted. Well, I did just order a toy for my niece. And it's not going to get even with Amazon Prime. It's not going to get in until January. So seriously, yeah. Well, Saturday, well, no, not Saturday. Friday, I ordered a Clark Griswold hockey sweater, Blackhawks jersey from Christmas Vacation. <laughs> I'm getting it Wednesday. I ordered on Amazon. <coughs> so, <laughs> well, you it well, might have been closer than mine. Mine might be in like California that I ordered. Yeah, that is true. And I I, I get the email today. It's, at the sorting station in Jeffersonville, and I will be getting it uh, on Wednesday. So that's my Christmas attire this right. year's Clark Griswold hockey jersey. I got a Pat McAfee, that's Christmas baby sweater. Oh. <laughs> um, all right, let's move on to the other news, because I didn't get to talk about it last week, unfortunately, but Cyberpunk. It's, it's Cy- been cyber, cyber Bomb 2077? Shut up. <laughs> uh, it got pulled from the PlayStation Store this week. It got pulled uh, from Xbox too. No, it didn't. It's as well, Xbox. yes. Oh, no, did, they, did Xbox finally pull it? They Xbox pulled it as well. Oh well, it's still on Steam, and I've played. Hold on, let me pull up my Steam account. I've I was playing it before we started even, and I have I have twenty two hours in the game already, and I love the game. It's fun. Does oh, it have its second. problems? Yes. But here, so the game was announced and given a teaser trailer months before the Xbox One and PS4 launched back in 2013. So this is seven years in the making. Yeah, but they about halfway through that development, they restarted basically. That's all a lot of people don't remember is they restarted development halfway through and basically remade the game. It was supposed to launch in April, then it got pushed back to November, and then it got pushed back to December. Um, is it buggy? Yes. Are there, are there some game-breaking bugs? Yes. But I they just released a patch today that was uh, on 2 gigabytes in size, and it fixed a lot of the issues I was having. But did I read right somewhere that they, the, 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 the update was 43 gig on Xbox and PlayStation? The release update, yeah. Yeah, good God. That, that's bigger than most games. Not Call of Duty. But anyways, <laughs> um, people are complaining about the bugs. Well, yeah, they said that people should... are still playing a two a decade old game like Skyrim or Fallout 3 or Fallout New Vegas or any other freaking Bethesda game that's full of bugs and people love it. it said, What's the it's... issue 
with Cyberpunk having a lot it says because here's the problem. It's like it's like the graphics were done by like Billy in his garage apparently because missions couldn't be completed, enemies floated across the ground and guns that floated in midair, being held by no one. Um <laughs> that's, yeah, that's and I'm, I'm legit looking at the uh <laughs> hang on, let me pull up the uh, update patch for today. The hot fix patch notes. One of, the issues that, one of the issues that I ran into that kind of broke the game was if you like picked up something or was reading something or got like a call and they put, put like the video screen up, it would stick on your screen. You had to restart the game to get rid of it. Well, now that, that doesn't happen anymore. They fixed that. The T-posing NPCs does not happen anymore. Yeah, it looks like it's more happening more on Xbox and, and PlayStation because it says this is this guy says in his experience with the game on an Xbox Series X. Uh, a character kept turning his head while speaking <laughs> and objects in the world that appeared to pop in too late. I got into a car accident and part of my busted up car remained midair floating next to my car. So, it, but, and that stuff is aggravating. I mean, but people are willing to pay 60 bucks for a, a game in an alpha or beta still. And they don't complain. So, but they're refunding them. Like, yeah, so CD Projekt Red is a great company, and I have faith in them. They made my favorite game of all time, Witcher 3. And that game was buggy when it first came out, but not even six months later, they fixed most, if not all, the bugs I had on Xbox uh, 360. I don't, oh, no, I don't... It, it, it is still on the Xbox store, I'm sorry. It, it, it I... You can still buy the uh, hard copy of it Do uh, I PS4. Do I think it's acceptable the game is in the state it is? No, I don't think it's acceptable. But especially, yeah, especially since they pushed it back yeah. a few times. But I have faith that it'll get fixed, and I hope CD Projekt Red doesn't, you know, go out of business because of this game. I don't see that happen. I just, I just, I just. It sounds like, um, like people don't have the patience anymore. They like when they get the game, they want it to be perfect, of course, and they well, want everything to run smooth and whatnot. But that's just I mean, not the world we it's live advertised in. as a done game because it released, so yeah. it should be running pretty. Good. Even, but here's it. So here's, I guess this is before. Check this out. So before it launched, it had, they sold eight million copies before it even launched. At a minimum of $60 a piece, that's shy of $500 million in sales before anyone played the game. And I guess the stocks are really taking a big hit. Uh, on the launch, uh, Project Red, is that the development company? CD Project Red. Yeah, CD Project Red. Their stocks were $27 a share on December 10th, and they went down to $18 a share as of Friday morning. That's billions of dollars of loss so did maybe they were did they rush the game out because people were waiting um, so long for it i think finally they were being pressured by so i think the, to the pushback to november was to have a holiday triple a game for the new console for the new console yeah i think that's why yeah. i got pushed back to november i think they wanted to release it in october but they were like, okay, cool, or not October, April, or whenever that was supposed to first come out. It was supposed to be April first, yeah, yeah, April I, as well. I, yeah, I think yes. they 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 were happy because they could fix some more bugs. Um, yeah. There were reports that people were working six day weeks and like 12, 13 hour days on the game. Um, 
But I think they're getting pressured by the consoles and by investors and by, you know, everybody, all sides to release the game now. Right. Because I think it was hitting that point where they were worried they wouldn't make their money back for all the money they were putting into it. Because there's that, you know, that fine line, that game, you know, goes into way too much development that it's, it's not going to make that money back. Right. Um, my personal experience, I know everyone's experience and love of the game is different, but I personally love the game. I think it's great. Um, like I said, it has its issues, but every game has its issues. It's kind of like, sad, like, all I hear about is the bugs. I don't hear anything good. Well, that's the thing, I'm yeah. Thinking. I mean, it, that's... They're, they're, the, hype in, the, the hype isn't the game. The hype is the bugs in the game. Yeah. It's reminding me a lot of No Man's Sky at this point with, the, with how the hype just turned. Because I remember No Man's Sky was supposed to be, like, this great game coming out, and then it released, and instantly it was just completely shit on. Okay, so obviously, can we say that? Can you say that this game has been a bust? I mean, yeah, I know you like it, but as far as popularity and people uh, the bug yeah. issues, and I so can't it's, deny it's been a bust. So, what other games have been a bust that we, that's been this anticipated that have gone? Well, this is kind of crap. No Man's Sky, uh, Fall seventy six. I think the older Tomb Raider yeah. started that way too. Yeah. But any of the Call of Duty, I'm thinking of like the one of the uh, Call of Duties. Call of Duty uh, Ghosts. Good. Okay. And from the looks of it, Call of Duty Cold War might be the same. The one that just really. Yeah. I enjoyed the World War II Call of Duty. That was I like that World game War II. was a bust too. It was, uh, but it's a fun game to play. Yeah, but it was a bust. Oh, um, I would say Star Wars Battlefront, the newer one. Not, yeah. Not, the like Star Wars Battlefront, not Star Wars Battlefront Two, whatever came out. Uh, let's see what. The new Battlefronts. Yeah. Battlefront 2 of the new ones was actually pretty good. I can't lie. That was a fun Cause, game. I mean, I got I got the... Oh, uh, what year was it? That, we were in college, because I remember we all got it. And I, I 2015. Played... Yeah, I got the one that came out in 2015. And I played the original one for Xbox. But, like, I got the one in 2015 and did not... I... I was like, man, I just want to play the one with Xbox again. It's like, yeah. That Xbox, yeah, the original Xbox Battlefront was a good one. Yes. Um, what were some more? The Destiny games. Destiny did yeah. not do it until, like, later. <laughs> Diablo was pretty bad, Rob. Diablo 3. Oh, yeah. Um, th- there's a ton of games, but as I say some of these games... Destiny came back and was great after like a few months. Diablo 3 is amazing right now. Um, no Man's Sky has really redeemed itself. And it's, they, they vowed not to release any paid DLC until the game had everything they promised. And they say that they've pretty much hit that point And the next DLC is probably going to be paid for. They, they legit had like major, like two, three, four, three. Three, four years of major updates, all free. And they could have been making money on the game. Um, but there's, there's... Like I've said, CD Projekt Red is a great company. And I have faith that they will turn this game around. 
But do they go? But do they just do they keep building on what they have and just try and fix it, or do they just go back to the drawing board? I think they'll sit back. This game is a de- almost a decade in the making, so I think they're gonna sit down and fix it. Who knows? It probably is a decade in the making because you know that the first teaser trailer came out seven, eight years ago. Seven, seven years ago, yeah. It was probably so. in like development before that even. And I think I told you, I think this game's far ahead of its time. Yeah. What is the what is the basis of the game? What is what's the what's the storyline? Um, think the closest thing I can compare it to is GTA. Think GTA in 2077 when everybody has like cybernetic enhancement. Um, I'm I don't really want to give away too much, but basically, the stuff that they've given away in trailers already, I'll try to say. Well, and it's a bust, ain't nobody gonna be buying it anyway. So, (laughs) Um, so basically, you're uh, you. You have like you can pick one of three uh, choices on how you start. I picked corporation. I was a corpo or a corporation spy or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically, you get screwed over in whatever starting gig you pick, and they all they're all the same. You you, uh, okay, okay, you get screwed okay. over, and then you turn into a mercenary and you try to rob this company uh, of a biochip, and the robbery goes wrong, and you put the biochip in your head, and unbeknownst to you, it's Keanu Reeves' character is uh, his basically his soul is on the chip, okay. and so you're oh, you're yes. working with him trying to like <laughs> burn down the system at this point. Nice. He's like a terrorist, and he's like this. They shot my dog, so let's burn the system down. It almost sounds like that Netflix uh, series uh, where they can transport uh, your mind into different uh, bodies. Oh, uh, oh! What was yes. that show called? That's a great show. Yeah. Um, sort of, but it's not. No one else can do it. This is like the first biochip oh, okay. that was able to do it. I see. And I don't want to say anymore. That's that's. Okay. I, I might have spoiled a little bit there. Eh. They are missing some things in the game. Like there's some gun customization, but not too much. And there's no car customization, which is really a letdown. But at least there's penis customization. I know, right? <laughs> what? Really freaking large penis. In that yeah, game. I can I can fulfill my fantasy. <laughs> look up look up character customization, Chris, in a uh, cyberpunk. All right, let's see. Um, but I don't have anything else really to add about the game. I think it's fun. I want I want people to buy it and play it. Um, maybe not if you only have an Xbox One or PS4. Maybe yeah. you have the new systems or a PC. Um, if you can get a hold of the new systems. If you can get a hold of the systems. Yeah. But everyone get a hold of a PC. I have a PC. It's fun. Mikey, your PC would probably melt, I think. Yeah. I'm not even going to attempt it. Um, but I'm going to okay. upgrade my PC soon, so I'll have some parts for you. Good. I need the parts. Give me the parts. I'm like, I don't know. I lost uh, it. What? You, can do, our... you can you can do piercings. Fourteen types of piercings. Seven piercings colors for females. Sixteen for men. Beards, eye makeup, lip makeup. Three types of nipples for females. <laughs> there On is off nudity males. in the game. And there's a lot of uh, circumcised and uncircumcised <laughs> penis or a vagina. Options for penis length. 
five pubic hairstyles for both genders, genders and five pubic hair colors. Well, there you go. Yeah. I'll be, ooh, boy, she got a messed up grill in that picture. Um, is it just male and female, or is it? Yes. You choose, like, Well, you can pick a female <laughs> look and put a penis on it, so there is. Uh, okay. Gender is also yeah. not tied to your character model. You start by picking a female or male representing version of V, but your character's pronouns and how other characters talk to your V is determined by the voice you choose. And for the new DD, it's Crazy. disabled by default. So if you want to hang it out there, then have at it. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Now I want to play this game. It is really fun, but I'd, your Xbox would melt. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I'll just, I would have to get, like you said, I would wait for the updates and let them get all the bugs out first before I go buy it. That, that's for sure. And then I, you know, I'd wait till it's twenty dollars at Walmart on Christmas time. You know. And by the time so, you get the game, so in about four all, years, all issues will be fixed. I'll be, yeah, it's about three or four years. I'll be able to. <laughs> <laughs> All so, right. Well, is there any other gaming? There's no gaming news out there, really, is there right now? No, uh, not right now. Um, War, uh, a game I've been playing, War Thunder, released some massive uh, new update. They updated the engine, the graphics, added a bunch of stuff, but no one really plays, but wants to play that game. So, War Thunder, check it out. It's fun. It's free. <laughs> Um, I bought Mario Party, so we could play Mario Party at some point if we all get together. Nice. It was fun. I bought it because me and Kim wanted to play it, and we played it for like four hours last night. Did you suck as much as you suck at Mario? No. Is it, is it the new Mario Party, or is yeah, it... Yeah, yeah, the one we okay. played. Yeah. The one we played with Zach that one day. Okay. That was fun. I want to play the game again. Um... Anyone have have anything else to add? Well, video I game think. wise, or no, no, we got just the the movie news. Did you hear? You heard Chris? You listened to our podcast last week, right? About uh, AMC could be going broke by the by January. Yeah, I heard that. So, and then then they've announced this year. Margot Robbie has said that there is no uh, plans for Birds of Prey two. She's mentioned in an interview. She's uh, nothing imminent at this stage. Nothing worst. Nothing worth mentioning. Which Birds of Prey, I think it, it kind of got a bum rap. A lot of people didn't go. I think a lot of people didn't know that Birds of Prey was a was a Harley Quinn movie. Yeah, they had to add Harley Quinn. They had to, yeah, they had to add that. So I think that I think just the the name of the movie alone hurt it. Um, but I think it's gaining some traction on HBO Max. Plus, you have um, next year, you have the sequel to Suicide Squad coming out. So, hopefully, uh, I enjoyed it. I went to see it at the movie, and, and I was not disappointed. I thought all the characters were very strong characters. It's a, uh, a female-led uh, cast, but you do have uh, Ewan McGregor as the bad guy in it, and he is really, really good in it. So, but right now there's no, there's nothing whatsoever for a sequel to Birds of Prey or another Harley Quinn movie, but at least we get her in the next uh, Suicide Squad film, which I enjoyed her character very much. I thought she was very good. She was a very convincing Harley Quinn, in my opinion. I think she played it really well. What were you going to say, Mike? I can tell you a couple of theories about Boba Fett's dent. Oh, bring it on. Let's, Let's hear it. 
Um, a couple, uh, one of them's like it happened in uh, Clone Wars, uh, face to face with Cad Bane. Um, one of them, it was, oh, what is it? I shouldn't. Okay, then one of them, I think it says, uh, Something someone said maybe it was Django's, but um, during the attack of the clones, Django seemed to suffer similar helmet damage to his fight with Obi Wan. In reality, the costume designer—I like this one. I think this one is true. In reality, the costume designer apparently messed up creating the helmet mold and had a bubble pop, creating a flat spot in the finished helmet design. They decided to run with it and make it look like damage. So it's just like it's, it just seems like kind of a mistake. That happened, and they just kept it. I mean, that's one way to roll with it, you know. <laughs> Make yeah. it part well, yeah, of I mean, it, looks, it looks cool anyway, you know. It's like a happy accident kind of thing. Yeah. Maybe like, uh, I think, I think it was in a book, comic book series. It was a confrontation with Darth Vader, or something like a blaster fire off his lightsaber and pounce back and hit Boba Fett in the helmet. But yeah, it was just either like a book or the Clone Wars, or just a mistake from the costume designer, so... I like the mistake. Yeah, I think that one seems more plausible than probably anything else, but... Right. But you know Star Wars, they gotta put a reason behind it. Or at least the fans yep. do. Okay. Um, if, you, if anyone wants to get a hold of us, you know, Twitter, Facebook, um comment section we check them um follow us at you know pod nerds on twitter facebook who's your nerds um spotify youtube uh, uh itunes and then what's it on tune in radio that's it tune in radio yes so we're on multiple um, platforms oh mikey you got any uh Got any good shit for us? Today? I was hoping you forget. No, I'm just kidding. I got one. I got one. No. You're like, dang it. You remember nah. today. You might have seen this one if you scrolled through all those memes. Uh, Legos live in houses made of their own flesh. You mean Lego people? Yeah, the Lego people. Yeah. Live in houses made of their own flesh. That's weird. That's, that's a good point. That. that is that's true. That's a good one. <laughs> yes. I'm gonna have nightmares now. Thank <laughs> yeah. It's well. just like a Texas Chainsaw Massacre kind of thing, you know. God. More like Cheapers Creepers or something. <laughs> or like House yes. of Wax or I don't know. What else? A, 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 a human skin house. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Why not? All right. Well, all right, Chris, you're good at what Tim says. Okay, so um, I don't even know what to say. Well, you failed. We we, failed we all list, we, we listed. We did. We listed every all of our platforms, and I'm sure that uh, Mala, Itchy, and Lumpy are all <laughs> listening because they never have to wonder who's your nerds. Okay. Nice.